We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Riggert. Let's talk some JMU baseball now with the head coach of the Dukes. That is Marlon Eikenberry. He is on the road recruiting right now at a game as we speak. Man, I feel important that you took some time out of the game to talk to me. No, nah, Dave, I appreciate it. You know, <laughs> when you have a you get a guy to be a first rounder, you gotta you gotta cherish those moments. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And First of all, Coach, uh, how thrilling was that on, on Sunday night to, to see Chase? And again, we saw his reaction and, and pretty much in tears. Um, how, how was your reaction Sunday night? Uh, it was emotional. I mean, obviously, uh, it was just really cool to see his name and see his reaction. And more importantly, the hard work he's put in. I mean, this day has been a, a, a long day coming for him, you know, just with the timing of everything. And, you know, I was excited. I was excited to see, uh, see his name go in the first round. Were you what? What were you thinking going in? Did you think it'd be kind of around that area? No, actually, I thought seventh round was uh, seventh pick. Excuse me, was uh, was the pick? It was kind of that was my gut. I didn't tell anybody that except for Coach Jackson and and, and AG and you know. But it, you know, to see him go in the in the sixteenth uh, pick with the Guardians, you know, just any time you go that high, you're one of the top twenty players in the country. Right. Um, you know, it's it, it's special. You know, there was so much buildup and everything after his, his summer in the Cape and, and being the MVP, and there was so much pressure on him. And for him to, to go through the season that he had, and again, he was phenomenal when he played, but he only played in 24 games. And to, to kind of live up to it, despite not being able to play as many games as you and he wanted to, um, it is, it's pretty unbelievable kind of what happened over this, this last year. Well, I think when you're a fan of Chase and you've watched how he's developed over the years and you've watched how we have – you know, you know he's 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 one of those type of players that can can change the game and it's dynamic in every way. And you know, you just knew it was a matter of time. And you know, like like you said, you know, him getting injured and and things like that was uh was uh unfortunate. And you know, but he he handled it as as good as anybody I've ever had handle it. And uh, you know, he just continued to work even though he couldn't play. And then you know, obviously getting getting healthy and being healthy is is a good time for him to be ready to go here. And I know he's going to go somewhere and play a lot and, and do really special things. Have you had a chance to talk to him since he got drafted? Yeah, I told him. Uh, I told him on draft day, you can't ignore my phone call. So <laughs> Coach Jackson and I, Coach Jackson and I, FaceTimed him. Uh, FaceTimed him on uh, on Sunday night, and you know he took the he took the call, and you know of course you know he had a pretty pretty big crowd with him mm-hmm. and. Yeah, you know, he was he was he was very uh he said he was very emotional right when it happened. And you know, by the time he got to us he was he was good and I was, I told him I said I would love to see you cry because I've never seen him do that. I've seen him lose a lot of things on the baseball field, but one thing I've never seen him do is cry. So <laughs> but uh he was uh he, you know, it's a special time for him and his family and just you know how they how they how they how they responded and how they cherished that moment. Yeah. It'll be something I'll remember for the rest of my life. No question. It's it's special for you to, to have a kid go in the first round and you've had kids drafted, but um is this the highest you've had one drafted? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and uh, you know, you know, to have a had spent you know three years with him and watch his 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 growth, yeah. and, and and more importantly, you know, you know, have him you know grow with us and 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 do all the things he's done. You know, just walking those steps with him is it was made it special. And then it all comes down to that one that one moment when he gets when he gets called in the, in the 16th pick, and you know, you get you get a little emotional too because you know how 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 rare that is. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in in the context of how many good ball players there are, you know, I've been coaching 20 plus years and, you know, to have a, a kid that you've been with three years to be a first rounder is, is something that uh, is, is special. We're done to Jamie baseball coach at Marlon Eikenberry is again, chased a lot went number 16 overall on Sunday night in the major league baseball draft at Cleveland. And, you know, coach, uh, I think it, we've talked about this story before with chase and, and kind of the recruiting story, but I think it, it's worth repeating because 
when you first saw him, I'm guessing you probably didn't think he'd be the 16th pick in the Major League Baseball draft when when that was that time. But he was kind of a scrawny left hand pitcher that uh, you you were kind of the only only ones going after him, weren't you? We were. I mean, there's really no science to what we do. We just kind of look <laughs> at guys and go, okay, he just, this looks like this can play. And you know, um, you know, his his high school coach, you know, brought him down to one of our one of our our, our prospect camps in the in, in the fall of his junior year and. Yeah, he's five foot eleven, about one eighty, um, and uh, and then you know throughout that that full calendar year, he had grown three or four inches, and you know we just were you know excited that he wanted to be a Duke, and and, and you know basically was with us you know before he started his senior year, and by the time he started his senior, year, I think he was probably six two, six three, and then when he came in for his freshman year of uh, of college, he was you know two Gatorade State Players of the Year in the state of West Virginia. I think his junior year was co Gatorade State Player of the Year, and his senior year was unanimous. Gatorade State Player of the Year, and you know one of the neat things about the recruiting process with Chase was, you know, we 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 did we did originally recruit him and sign him as a left-handed pitcher, and in his freshman year he was in our rotation as a freshman on Sunday, and the reason he was in the rotation was just easiest for us to manage him as a hitter. Um, but I'll, I'll never forget the call Coach Jackson gave to me after going to see him pitch and, and hit in his junior year of high school, and Coach Jackson calling back as he's definitely going to hit for us, and so <laughs> and so that was that was. Uh, that was kind of the, the 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 thing that sealed it for us in the, in the context of him being a hitter, and and then it evolved. It evolved over time. You know, at first we thought he'd be do both. You know, for a long time, and then it kind of went to just hitting, and he pitched just a little bit, and then now it's just going to be uh, just be hitting for for the rest of his career, which hopefully is a long long career, makes it to the big leagues as fast as possible. Um, that's one question that we got as coaches was how you think he's a big leaguer. And I was like, absolutely. I think he's going to be play all three outfield positions and, and hopefully be in the big leagues as, as quick as possible for the guardians. Again, we're talking with Marlon Eichbear, the baseball coach at JMU is again, chased a ladder and went in the 16th round. And what did you guys see that junior year that, that was really intriguing that, that you knew would kind of translate to college baseball and now to, to the pro game? Well, you know, you know, the one thing I saw when I got to see him really hit in a game and, and really do things in a game was, the sound of the ball off his bat, you know, yeah. it, it mimicked a lot of guys that have played in the big leagues that I had seen kind of come through the ranks, the, the BJ Uptons, the David Wrights, the Ryan Zimmermans um, in high school, the, the, just the different sound coming off the bat. And, you know, his hands and eyes were really good. He had such great plate discipline, um, athletic could run, stole bases, just really played the game the right way. And, and that was exciting to watch him this summer, you know, after his junior year of high school and he's starting to kind of grow into his body and you just didn't know when it was going to stop. You're like, okay, well, here's a here's a six two, six three kid, and then now, now obviously uh, he's he's a grown man, and and you know he hits for you know power, uh, but he hit for power back then too with a, with a metal bat, and and when he was when he was 18 years old. So it's just it, it was just the uniqueness of of his swing and just how strong he was at that age. Well, where where did you see his biggest improvement at JMU in his three years you had him again? It, it was a shortened time. He only played in 66 games. Every year was kind of a shortened season for different circumstances. But wh- wh- where was his biggest growth? I think he really he really grew in, 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 in the outfield. I mean, you know, people always talk about, well, you know, when we lost him to the broken foot, um, there was, oh, you lost your run production. I was like, no, we lost our center shoulder that takes away, takes away runs. So, you know, you really saw him really play – Outfield, and that was one of the questions that a lot of scouts had was how fast is. He? And so, with him being a two-way guy, we didn't run a sixty-yard. We didn't we didn't test his speed because he was a pitcher and an outfielder, and I didn't want him, you know, pulling a hamstring or doing something that you know it, that he didn't need to until it had to absolutely happen. And that was in his junior, the the, the fall of this this year, and in, in in 
in the fall he ran a 60 yard dash and you know scouts were asking me how fast is he? I, I was like I was probably six seven six eight you know runner and he goes out and runs a six four sixty and you're like well I was wrong on that too so <laughs> I think he's one of those I think he's one of those players that we're going to tell a lot of stories about for a long time as coaches um and uh you know a lot of those a lot of those stories are going to live for a long time with Chase and and more importantly, you know, watch him grow and continue to play. You know, you know, one of the things he doesn't do, he doesn't swing and miss. And, and he has a really good eye at the plate. So I think his, his track to the big leagues will be pretty quick based on what I've seen in the last three years from him. Well, and, and the, one thing that, the one thing that's so impressive is that he was so cool, calm, collected, never got too high, never got too low. Is that, is that something that, that has always been in him? Yeah, that's definitely his personality. I mean, even when he got hurt, you know, uh, he yeah. still, you know, he, he didn't get too low and he didn't get too high. And, you know, games when he would, you know, have seven RBIs, it, he's the same chase as if he if he went, you know, 0 for 3. So, you know, that, that, that's something that's, that's really hard to teach in, in young men and, and young women that compete is, you know, not getting too high and too low. And he, he maintained a, a certain prowess uh, mentally throughout his, his, his development. I, I think that's what makes Chase so special. Especially in baseball, I mean, that, you've, you've got to have that. I mean, that's, there's going to be lots of peaks and valleys, and you've got to have that right mindset. And he's got that. We're talking with Marlon Eikenberry, the baseball coach at JMU, and you know, are there some what ifs? What if he would have had three full seasons? And with the, I mean, he'd be he's all over the record books anyway. But are there some of those what ifs if he could have stayed healthy all year long this year? Well, yes, there are. I mean, there's, <laughs> what, what if he could have been the best player in the country? What if he could have been the first pick in the draft? You know, and I think Chase, Chase, uh, you know, looks at it like you know, just been more of how honored it is to have the opportunity to be one of the top twenty players in the country. But more importantly, you know, I look at it as he could have broke every offensive record in game yeah. history, and and we could have won more games. And you know, it, the day he got hurt, and uh, we found out that you know he was done for the rest of the year. I'm not gonna lie; it was probably one of the lowest moments of my coaching career. Not because he got hurt, but more importantly, that we couldn't watch him play. Um, because when you have a player like that, you just want to kind of wind them up and turn them loose and just watch them play and see what they can do. And and then more importantly, see what the guys around them can do. I mean, we we talk a lot about Chase, but, you know, when he's in the lineup, you know, Travis Reesnyder's getting pitched differently. Trayvon Daddy's getting pitched differently. Kyle Novak's getting pitched differently. And that's the part where you wanted to see that kind of evolve um, as the season went on. And we had had opposing coaches that were kind of down that he wasn't playing. They are like, we want to see this guy. (laughs) I remember we went to Hofstra, and the players were asking me during BP, you know, if he was traveling, if they if he's taking BP yet. I mean, everybody kind of wanted to watch him, you know, yeah. play, and now they're going to get to watch him play for hopefully a long time. Do you still feel like since he is he's only twenty years old, he hasn't had a full season in college? Do you still feel like the the sky's the limit for him? That he's still kind of he not that he's raw to baseball, but with with his physicality and just how bit how much he's grown here recently, do you still feel like there's a ton of room for growth? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's going to, his growth is going to be more between his ears and, and then, you know, how, how he responds to the type of pitching he's going to see day in and day out. And then just, uh, you know, you know, learning the game in the sense of as an outfitter, reading different, you know, different routes and things like that in the corner spots because he's going to have to learn to play right field and left yeah. field. And, 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 you know, he played center field for us. But I think that's where his growth is going to be. And then, more importantly, studying the posing pitchers and kind of, you know, as you get older, the pitching gets a lot better. And, uh, you know, Chase is going to be a, a guy that's going to eventually going to have to kind of learn some certain things, you know, in, in his approach and what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. I mean, he has an outstanding two-strike approach. He has an outstanding 
you know, the eye for the ball. But as you get older, the, the game gets faster and harder. And so, you know, I think he's ready to learn that. And I think he's, he's up for the challenge. And, and more importantly, other people think that as well, or he wouldn't have been picked in the 16th pick. Yeah, no, no question about that. We're talking with Marlon Eichmere, the baseball coach at James Madison. He's out in the road recruiting right now. And what's this mean for your program? This is big for your program. You guys can use this uh, to, to your full advantage, I'm sure. Well, it's huge. I mean, I've gotten texts from, you know, a lot of different players that, you know, that, that I've coached and, and, and more importantly from the alums. And, you know, it's just, it just puts, you know, it puts perspective on, on, you know, when you have a guy that gets drafted that high, you know, kind of, Hey, you know, we do have a blueprint in place and we know what we're doing. And, and, you know, as I say, recruiting is part, part, part skill and part luck. And, you know, for Chase, it was a little bit of both. And I, I think, you know, the one thing that we, we look at with Chase is how loyal he is to yeah. his teammates and in our school and this program. And, you know, in, in the evolution of the transfer portal and the fact he came out of the Cape Cod League as high rated as he was, you know, he, he wanted to put on the purple and, and gold and be a Duke. And, and, and that's something that, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't take that for granted because, you know, he loves JMU, he loves his teammates, and, and then he just kind of saw it as, as the season took on and, and what, he, what he's done for our program. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I want to bring that up too because he showed that from the very beginning because you guys were the first on him. And once he, he did grow and became the player of the year again as senior, then all these other teams came after him. But he said, no, I'm loyal to JMU. And, and that showed throughout the, his entire career. I mean, that's it, it's kind of rare these days. Well, it just shows how he's, how, how he's been raised, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and how, he, how, he, how, he, how he views certain, certain attributes that he has. And, and I think, you know, you know a, lot of, a lot of pro scouts asked, us, you know, a lot. They, 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 they questioned us and, on pros and cons. And, and I was one of the pros I said to, to all the scouts was he's extremely loyal to, 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 to his friends and family and, and, and what he wants to do. And when he gets his mind made up, he goes after it. And, and so I think that was the neat part about Chase, and yeah, and, and going into his, you know, you know, going into the end of his uh, junior year into the summer of his senior year, you know, as I said, the vultures were out circling, yeah. <laughs> um, even though he was committed to us, and uh, and I was just proud that I was just proud that he stuck with his, his commitment, and more importantly, I was proud that he, you know, continued to grow as a player. I mean, he went through a lot with the COVID year, and then mm-hmm. and then our second year, we were, we were down some games with with uh, with COVID uh, issues, and then. You know, this year being told, "Hey, you can't play in a conference tournament," and then how rank, how highly rated he was. You know, he's been through a lot. I think that's going to help him down the road with 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 uh, with the adversity he's going to have to handle in pro ball. Yeah, no question. I want to ask you too, just about how summer's been going. I know you're out recruiting right now, but uh, has the summer been good as far as recruiting and don't and doing all that? It's been great. It's been great. It's been busy. Um, you know, obviously, uh, really excited for Alex Garrett to get the head job at Rafford. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a as a head coach, you want your assistants to have opportunities like that, and it's created more work on our part. But you know what? It's a great time, and I'm excited <laughs> for him. And, and uh, you know, I think everybody is. And so, you know, it's been a, it's been a very busy summer. At the same time, as as, as a as a as a very uh, uh, productive summer as we as we continue to get through the summer. But you know, we're in the process of. Uh, really doing some special things, doing for the new conference, and I'm excited for the future. You know, when you're out recruiting now and talking to kids and, and you're telling them that, again, now we're in the Sun Belt and things like that, is, does that resonate a little bit more than, than it did in the past? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, Sun Belt's one of the top five leagues in the country. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, I think uh, a, lot of, a lot of kids see that. And, and, you know, more importantly, you know, probably, I would say probably 10 years ago, the league wasn't really playing in the league, wasn't a – wasn't a thing. Probably in the last ten years, it's become it's become a thing in the recruiting process. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's something that definitely resonates with kids. And 
and then more importantly, having Chase go on the board and, and yeah. on, on day one, first round, is, is something that's basically you know elevated our program as well. You've got a lot of ammo to use. You've got the Sun Belt. You've got a first-round draft pick. There's a lot of good stuff out there right now. You can tell recruits. Absolutely. <laughs> Coach, thank you so much for your time while you're recruiting. I appreciate this very much. Congratulations on having Chase go. I know a lot of your guys are having great summers this summer, so uh, it's great to catch up with it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Dave, and go Dukes.